As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. (laughs) (laughs) They'd get his. (laughs) I don't even have a joke, Dave. (laughs) Dave Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you guys. Uh, we are up to 52 donations of $12. If you want to hear Saints Drunk History, we only need 48 more. Uh, and then I was drunk Friday on Angels Envy, Envy Bourbon. If we have 100 donations, Andrew could just call me up and record that, and you can get Drunk History. You can even pick the topic. 48 more. I thought it was 200. Well, if they get 200, they get two extra shows. But if they do 100, they get Drunk History. 200, they get an extra show. And they're going to want that extra show, Andrew, because they got free agency. We got yeah. we got, we got coaches to hire. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they got draft. We got all kinds of stuff. So do you want the two extra shows? We got shows? a Trump presidency. We, oh, Lord. I don't, look. Uh, you went there. We, 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 here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, 2016 was bad enough, Kevin. I think it, I'm pretty sure Atlanta's going to the Super Bowl. 2017's starting off pretty bad. I mean, because we don't have any Saints news. I mean, watching the games this weekend, uh, I'll put it to you this, Andrew. Andrew, watching the games this weekend, I feel like there's a, there was a couple of teams that the Saints are very much closer to getting to the Super Bowl than them. Uh, I think the Saints are closer than the Texans, for sure, because Brock Osweiler's... Well, the te- well, the Texans' defense is lights out, though. Well, I mean, here's, there's so much... Here, here's my question, though. Do you think the Texans are closer to the Super Bowl with the number one defense and the worst quarterback in football, or the Saints are closer with a Hall of Fame quarterback and... The worst defense in football, or a terrible defense. Like who's closer? Which 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 team made the playoffs this year? The Texans. That's my answer. The Texans had the worst offense to ever make the playoffs since the merger, and they're in a horrible division. I yeah, mean, no, that's fair. That's fair, but I still think they're closer. I, I will say this: I think that's the beauty of the NFL. Um, things can change very quickly in an off season. Um, I, I don't think the Saints are super far away. I think they're closer than they were a year ago. Um, but it's still going to take, 
I mean, if you're, if if we're talking Super Bowl legit, like can the Saints win the Super Bowl? They're gonna have to hit the jackpot on on three or four moves this offseason, which is very hard to do. Yeah, um, Saints news. I mean, there's still a ways away. I mean, let's start with getting to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I feel like the Saints are a lot closer to the Super Bowl than the Texans, but the Saints are still so far. Looking at Atlanta, Kevin, the Saints are, I think they're far away from Atlanta. I know that's going to make people mad, but I watched Atlanta on Saturday, and I was like, Saints are still pretty freaking far away from them. As far as all you had to do was watch the two games yeah. they played against them. Sure. Yeah, I mean that—that's uh, about it. I didn't watch. Uh, <laughs> ask me. Ask me how much NFL I watched this weekend. How much NFL did you watch this weekend? Uh, about under fifteen minutes. Damn, I watched about twenty. I, I watched about. I watched the second half. Of, <clears throat> I watched all that Dallas. That Dallas game was amazing. Not just because I they watched lost. the. Yeah. I watched the last, I think maybe the last uh, five minutes of the Dallas-Green Bay game. Uh, I watched about five minutes of the Chiefs and the Steelers, like at the end of the first half, and I actually felt positive for the Chiefs there for a second, and I ended up going to bed. <laughs> um, then the, the other two games, I, I watched a grand total of five minutes among them. Actually, actually, you know what? That's not true. That's not true. I watched, I think, two plays, uh, two plays from the Falcons game, and that was about it. I two plays. I, I, yeah. I mean, about it, about that. Like, I just had it on in the background, and then came back and was like, I'm not, I'm not going to leave this crap on, and then turned it off. Like, so, like, like one, like one, it's the Falcons. I just don't want to watch that. And two, it's like, uh, I'm not it, it, this. And this kind of plays into like stuff that was going on, uh, on Twitter today. I just don't feel like watching the playoffs. <clears throat> is that cause Atlanta's like, in it or you just, uh, I mean, maybe, but like I, I'm, I'm just I've this past year I've really been getting burned out on football. Why do you think that? Is? I mean, it's not because uh, like, it's too violent or anything like that. You just like, uh, no. I mean, I, I, com- like combination of things. Uh, like just the league, just the league being arrogant Dude. and full of <clears throat> money grubbing shitheads and. Mm-hmm. Like not care, not not really caring about it. Not their, not really caring about their fan base. Just it's all just a bunch of platitude, no bullshit. Uh, yeah, like that. You know, like the the whole like concussion issue, and and start and just realize, like again, I don't care that it's a violent sport or mind that it's a violent sport. I think just the cover up associated with it or, or the, the not the, the, the lack of caring, it seems about it. Yeah. That, that, that kind of rubs me the wrong way. And I'm sure, listen, I'm sure if the saints went 11 and five and we're in the playoffs, I probably would be more pumped up than, than I sound right now. I, but I, I know for a fact that I wouldn't be, wholesale it wouldn't be a wholesale 180 to what i am now 
I, I just yeah. no, that's a good I point. Know, I will say, it, 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 I'll, just, I'll say this. <clears throat> Go ahead. Finish. Oh no, no, because I, I was just going to say some people were bringing up how how uh, Los Angeles is already sort of just like doesn't give two shits about the Chargers already because they already in one season don't give a shit about the Rams, and now they definitely don't give a shit about the Chargers. And San Diego is now uh, without without a team, so now they have no reason to care about the NFL because yeah. And and this is something that I can't remember who made this great point, but I totally agree with it. It's that the league doesn't. The league needs to understand that the league. It's not the league that has fans. Like the team, it's people are fans of the teams, not the league. And if people don't have a team to root for, or if they don't have feel they have a dog in the fight, they don't give a shit about uh, about whatever. Like everybody watches the Super Bowl because it's a communal event. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. Otherwise, you'd get all those. You'd, otherwise, you'd get those numbers all the time. No, that the, the Super yeah. Bowl- I mean, the thing the thing for me is here. Here, one thing. You know, that I'd, I'd want to say, and, you know, Kevin, you mentioned just kind of the mon- money-hungry thing. The, the, the thing that really worries me about the future of the league and the direction this is all headed, um, and I say this as someone that, I mean, I, I watched all the playoff games, and I'm still a, a big consumer, a big fan. I mean, I, I wouldn't do this podcast otherwise. Uh, so, but, I'm, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm into the NFL. I love the game, and um, I'm, I'm still very much into it, but... I, the thing that concerns me is the precedent that moving to San Diego has uh, from San Diego, because now you've got a small market team that just lost their team to Los Angeles um, and but, uh, all the all the hoopla that goes with it. But, you know, 10 years down the road, I'm worried about the Saints now. I, well, I'm worried about the precedent it sets. I would say this about San Diego and, and this and, and I'm not saying that I'm some sort of uh, some sort of Southern California expert because I lived there two and a half years. But I think this is the first time in the history of maybe professional sports that a team is moving to a city that doesn't want them. You know, most of the time, like, a team will move and, and look, uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of, of, of like, like the Oilers, right? They moved to Tennessee. This was a long time ago, but I'll just use them as an example because they were. Like Houston was mad and pissed off and sad that they were leaving, but Nashville was pumped about it, and they didn't care that the Titans went eight and eight for like two years because they have Jeff Fisher, right? They didn't care, dude. L.A. doesn't give a shit, and here's how you prove it: the Chargers are gonna play in the MLS stadium in Carson that holds twenty-seven thousand people. For two years, while the uh, the new stadium gets built, right? So here's my here's my thing with the NFL is I don't know Andrew in ten years unless the 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 national economy is booming. Like I think cities are kind of out of the business. Once Los Angeles gets a team, what other cities are going to want a team? Like California, California cities, they can't afford to build a stadium because if they could have, well, yeah, you no, know, you got plenty of big cities that don't. I mean, you got Vegas. Vegas, um, no, Vegas you know, will have the Raiders. Got, Vegas will have the Raiders. Right, right. But who? So who, that's a foregone conclusion. 
So who will have who will who would in ten years like who would want the same like what city would want the same? Well, I don't know London, New Mexico. I mean, they're they're trying to to make this you know more of an international thing. He, here's my concern. You look at the Saints, and right now, I mean, fan support is great, and they have just done a bunch of upgrades to the dome, which is critical. But what happens when they're three and thirteen? Well, after Drew Brees yeah. and Sean Payton are gone, and and at some point, you know, we'll we'll navigate some tough seas. I don't know if it'll be a year from now or five years from now, uh, but at some point the Saints are going to be awful and they're going to be three and thirteen. And yep. timing is everything. And if it coincides with when yep. ownership, whoever that is after Benson, wants a new stadium and they start to squeeze the government and the taxpayers for a new stadium, which Louisiana won't pay for because they're broke as hell, um, and, and we'll get to a point. Where there will be the allure of, well, Louisiana doesn't want to buy me a new stadium. We're three and thirteen. Nobody's going to the games. And yeah. for anyone in Louisiana, it's like, oh, that'll never happen. I, I was at games that were blacked out. That 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 was an actual thing that happened in the '90s. There were games that were blacked out locally because they couldn't sell out the stadium. So it no. can happen. It's happened before. And I, I, if it gets to that point, then the Saints will move. And what this precedent that's being set here with bailing on San Diego and going to LA is that ownership after one bad year can cry for a new stadium. And if they're not getting it, they can blame it on the fans for not supporting them. And they can just jump ship to a big city and the NFL will let them do it. And it's, and, and small market teams are going to be exposed to that from now on. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you don't know, you don't know in Christ in five years, you don't with, with with President Trump, you don't know what it's going to be in two years or whatever. So, I mean, I think I think the economy in a sense matters a lot because if if the economy is like raging and going great like it was in the '90s, let's say, then you have all these cities that are like flush with money that are like. We, we, we have all this money to spend. Let's build a stadium. Yeah, instead of like spending it on roads or education that may or may not be a good thing, we can build a stadium and we can get an NFL team. And if we get an NFL team, that means we're big time, you know? So then cities like San – well, San Antonio would be hard because that would be the third Texas team. They'd probably fight it, but like Portland or like um, – trying to think of other, other cities. St. Louis might – Make another go I, at it. I guarantee. No, I guarantee you, St. Louis is not getting a team because they, they, the 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 governor here, the governor here has publicly stated that there will that the, the state will not give any any public funds for any sports stadium whatsoever. Oh, okay. So they're out. So I mean, <clears throat> it becomes. I mean, I think it becomes. I think it becomes hard, especially especially with with Vegas off the map. And let me say, I know it sucks that the Raiders they finally get good and they move to Las Vegas. But if you ever wanted to put a, a team in a city where it didn't matter how good or bad they were, and you were guaranteed sellouts for all of eternity, Las Vegas would be the place. Like it. it the Raiders will say either either it's going to be filled with Raider fans from Vegas or it's going to be filled with opposing fans. I mean, think of it, Andrew and Kevin. Like, think of it like if the if the Raiders if I know the Saints won't play the Raiders again in Oakland, probably what till like six more years. But like, say the Saints played 
the the Raiders next year and it was in or two years or three years and it was in Vegas, you'd be like, oh, that's the road trip I'm going because it's cheap and it's in Vegas. It doesn't matter if the Saints are terrible or not. I'm going to Vegas, right? You know. So I just see that. No, that's the, a fair. That's a right. No, that's absolutely. a fair. That's a fair point, but that still doesn't explain like thirty-one other teams. I mean, no, it doesn't. I mean, and, and I and also too. I think. I mean, as these new stadiums comes, like like Atlanta is going to be interesting. We'll get to their NFC Championship game later, but they're moving into the what do they call it? The the human butthole or the, 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 goats, the Megatron's, a- Megatron's asshole. Megatron's asshole. Goatsy go- go- Stadium. Goatsy Stadium. Um, they are doing seat licenses, and I don't think they're going to sell them all because Atlanta is not that great of a sports town there. It's a college football town. So, like, as these new stadiums come on board and, like, I mean, I'll tell you what. When the Saints, if they ever get a new stadium, like, people in New Orleans ain't going to buy no seat licenses. They're just not. You know? Right, that- Listen, the money, the money's not there. The money's not there. Like I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, shoot, I can't even think of it, of any rich family that 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 I would still know of. The only name that would jump out of my head is uh, is Al Copeland, but he's long since passed. No, um, and people were like, "Hey, the Mannings could buy him." I'm like, "The Mannings are rich. They ain't billion rich." What, what right. about the lawyer? Uh, one call that's all. That he, uh, Morris Bart. Morris Bart. Yeah, Morris Bart. Right. No, right. I mean they could. Well, Morris Bart. Morris Bart ain't buying all the all, all the PCLs. What did, what did Morris Bart PSLs. change his? Uh, what did he change his? Uh, it's like something. Click it now. Yeah, his slow. He, well, he got mean, he got modern with the times. One call that's all is old news. Well, I mean the thing is though, you got to remember when they when when the the NBA bought the, the the Hornets back and they wanted to sell them to somebody in Louisiana, and it was Benson or the Gary Chason guy. Oh, Schwest, Schwest or yeah, like that was it. Like uh, they don't uh, have like you know like like here's the thing. Or like Benson is the richest person in Louisiana because he owns the Saints and the Pelicans. Um, the dude who owns the Texans, he isn't even in the top ten in richest people in Texas. You know, so like that's the that's the difference. You know, I mean they don't have a ton of billionaires in Louisiana. They have one. It's Tom Benson, and he's what is he going on ninety? Uh, I, I, I tell you what, I, I have a question. I, I was considering this uh, this today driving to work, um, and, and, this, and this and this goes back to the this goes back to the to the tw- thing I saw on Twitter. L- let's say, I don't know, five years from now. Let's say in five years the Saints relocate, and let's say they relocate to I don't know Mobile or something. Like let's say <laughs> let, let's say they move. No, no, no. I'm serious. Let's say yeah. they move to Mobile. And 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 they they become the Gulf's the Gulf Coast Saints. Yeah. Are you still following and supporting the team? That's a good question, Andrew. You got an answer? I'd have to think. And about it's it. an interesting yeah, question. Would, San Antonio, no, I would walk, but but uh, but Gulf Coast, yes, I would a, remain. Here's here's an interesting point. My friend at work, who's a, who's a diehard Charger fan. He said that he really hopes that they change the name of the Chargers in L.A. so they can be dead because they're dead to him already. And then they can just be dead to everybody. Like if the Saints would move to San Antonio or wherever and it wasn't the Gulf Coast Saints, like 
I would be done with them, and I would hope that they would change the name. And I could just either be done with the NFL or or I could pick another team where I can just watch the Premier League on Sunday and be done with it. Like, I don't – I don't – I mean – I don't. It's it's a great question. I don't know. This is a depressing podcast, by the way. I don't know what I would do. Like if, if the if the if the Saints left and went to somewhere and it when they weren't the Gulf Coast, would would you just give it up? Would you give up NFL football entirely, Andrew? Would you pick a new team? What would you do? Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to think about that. Not till yet. twenty. Not till twenty twenty five. Let's move on. Yeah, I, I, I can't even. This is, I'm really starting to get sad here. <laughs> Um, the same. Right, this is well, bringing I, me back to San Antonio, which was oh very close Lord. to being a, re, a, a true, a true thing, and um, I'm were, really thankful that it wasn't. And it reminds us to always and forever fuck San Antonio. Yeah. Fuck. And you know that, that 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 puts seven and nine in perspective. Like, yes, I'm pissed, and it sucks that the Saints are seven and zero the last three years, or seven and nine. But uh, you know. We have a football team. At least what's going on in San Diego is not happening to us right now because as yeah, a fan, I true. can tell you, it almost happened to the Saints, and that shit is the worst. No, Paul Tagley, we have saved them. Don't kid yourself. Uh, we'll do that. Maybe if you donate, if, four, if 48 more people donate, we can have drunk history. Me and Andrew can both get plowed and do the 2005 Saints because that's a story you want to hear, and I got some inside dirt from – Kenny uh, Long passed away. Kenny Wilkerson and other people. That was some crazy ass shit in 2005. That's why you need to donate. Kevin, do you have to eject? Yes, I, I was getting ready to tell you that I have to eject after right. after depressing everybody. I'm, I'm getting out. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, see you next week. Hopefully, Atlanta is right, not the NFC champion. All right. Oh, uh, thank. Please. <laughs> Ke- uh, Andrew, the Saints actually made a little news today. They're interviewing Darius Swinton of the 49ers as a possible special teams coach, I figured it would be the Bobs would get the job. I figured that was a, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I really thought that I really thought Kevin O'Day would, would be handed the job. So I was surprised to see that they're bringing guys in. I don't know if O'Day's getting the job and then they'd have an assistant, but um, yeah. you know, it looks like Swint, Swinton's kind of been a guy that has been a head special teams guy for, pretty much everywhere he's been and he's had some success so if they hire him well i don't know if they would retain o'day i'm guessing o'day would stay as like the kicking game coordinator here's what here's what i Um, like this other guy would be the head the one thing i do like about swinton and not that being an assistant coach rubs off because if that was true all of belichick's assistants that fail everywhere would be good but the dude in kansas city right now he's like known as like the best special teams coach. I forget his name. And this guy, Swinton, apprenticed under him in 2012. So that's a good sign if they go that way. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, I, I just, um, you know, it's, it's just interesting. Cause I thought the Bob, I thought, you know, I thought that was done. I wish Shea would get the job and it, it was a, that was a wrap, but, but maybe not. Um, Bill Johnson got a job. He's going to be working under Wade Phillips in LA, which is interesting. I don't think Bill Johnson. I mean, at least Bill Johnson had ups and downs. He had I mean, a there Kate. were times people were really calling for his head. Um, around, you know, just when we had no pass rush. Certainly in the year of Spagnola, people were really calling for Bill Johnson's head. So um, 
but at least with Bill Johnson, he's developed some guys. Yeah, like there's junior. He, he can hang. He's got Junior Goletskin on his wall as a guy he's developed. Yeah, um, you know Char- Charles Grant, Will Smith, um, Cameron Jordan. So he, there's been some successful guys at least. Um, I mean, Vitt has nothing. <laughs> Vitt has nothing. Um, I don't know if Vitt's going to get another gig. I really don't, because he's kind of old, you know. Although he's mm-hmm. he, he he is kind of beloved maybe around the league, but I don't know. Um, so we have we have a ton of questions from people, um, and before we get to uh, Atlanta and all that, um, in the AFC, which team do you think Andrew is better equipped to beat Atlanta? If God forbid they win. Is it New England or is it Pittsburgh? Who who's better equipped to beat? Them? I just think their offense is so good. I mean, I think they just show that not even Seattle can slow them down. So, and you know, not that Seattle is what they once were, um, but at the same time, I think you look at what Atlanta was able to do to them, and they're scoring on anyone. I mean, they really. I mean, we we saw the Saints play them twice. Just completely incapable of stopping them. And They're 2011 Saints good on offense. They just are. Yes. And, and you can knock. Yes. And you can knock them because they're Atlanta and all this. Like that offense is they. I don't know. And even the 2011 offense. I mean, they played that San Francisco defense, which was phenomenal. And that San Francisco yeah. defense, it slowed the Saints down for about a quarter and a half in that playoff game, and they knocked Drew Brees around. And I think he threw what he threw. He threw a couple interceptions and had a fumble, and then Pierre Thomas fumbled. I think the Saints had a shit ton of turnovers in that game, but they still scored points, and yeah. they still almost won. And I just think the only way you're going to beat Atlanta is if Matt you. Matt Ryan makes a you outscore him. You outscore him, and Matt Ryan makes yeah. a couple mistakes because you're you're not you're not holding him down. And I can tell you, Green Bay is not holding him down. I mean, I guess, I mean, New my, England- my my concern my concern with New England and Green Bay is that neither of them are very are, are excellent run offenses. And I think when you get one dimensional with passing, like yes, you can get into a shootout with them, and but but. I just think their pass rush is scary. Uh, Vic Beasley led the NFL in sacks. So, you know, they can get to the quarterback. And when they get sacks, you know, if you're throwing every play, they're going to get a couple stops. You know, they're just by by sheer sacks. And, you know, that that means potentially there's a ball that gets tipped. And uh, there's potentially, you know, if, if, if the quarterback gets hit as he's throwing, it turns yeah. into a turnover. So it, it, it starts to create this whole X factor. So I think – if I had to pick one team, you know, to go back to your original question, I would pick the Steelers uh, because I, I just think with Le'Veon Bell, they have a dynamic running offense that would keep that defense honest. And, you know, you, you can still score on the Falcons and you can definitely expose them. But I think the Steelers offense is a little bit more multi-layered and can hurt them in more ways, whereas, you know, Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers would just go full on aerial assault. They're- there, James Harrison is the best old man defensive player I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I thought yeah, it's oh, I, th- I thought Ricky Jackson at thirty seven when he had nine and a half sacks for San Francisco in nineteen ninety five. I thought that was the best old man defensive player I'd ever seen. James yeah. Harrison yesterday was unbelievable. 
Like, I feel like he's, you know how it takes a while for those tests to come back when they, I feel like he's, I feel like he's gone all in on performance enhancing drugs. Cause he's like, well, if I fail a test, oh, well, I can suspend me when I'm retired. Dude, he spends 350 grand a year on his body. And they're like, oh, he's doing he weird. Really? Yeah. He's like, oh, he's doing weird things. I'm like 350 grand. He's going to Germany four times a year. For the, I mean, come, but like, like you say, dude. He, I think you're right. I, I think that's a, that's a great theory. Like he's like, you know what? I'm just going all in, and if they catch me, I'm done. It's kind of like Ray Lewis with the deer antler spray. <laughs> you know, when he recovered from in that quotes. torn bicep and he was playing in the Super Bowl, he was just like, yep, you know, I'm going all in, performance enhancing, and if you catch me, then you can suspend me after I'm retired. <laughs> all right, we have. Uh... Some question. They don't have any other other. Uh, so when is this? Is the Senior Bowl? Is it this week? No, the Senior Bowl is. N- is it next week? Is it the Saturday of the championship games, or is it the the week between the Super? No, that's the. Pro- I thought it was. Yeah, I you, thought it was this weekend. It's this Saturday. It's also the East West Shrine game, so I, I get confused. Yeah, I think it's next. I think I think it's next week. I think it's the I think it's the bye now, tra- week. Traditionally, the Saints have drafted more prospects out of the East West Shrine game than they have out of the Senior Bowl. Yeah, um, Loomis has. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. The, the one thing I will say, and I'm arguing, I've argued with people on Twitter, and we can get into this right before we get into the questions, Andrew. All right, I'm uh, looking at it right now. Sorry. So the East-West Shrine game is Saturday. Yeah. So that's that. That's this weekend. Yeah. Um, coming up, and then um, the Senior Bowl is going to be the following weekend on okay. the 28th. So yeah, back to back Saturday. So yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. Um, my theory is NFL free agency. You thought it was bonkers last year. It's going to be more bonkers this year. Like, I believe whatever prices you assign a player, like, add 15 or 20%. Like, if you're like, oh, yeah. Boye, that corner from the Texans, Boye is going to get – if you think the Saints are going to give him – if, if you think it's going to take four years and $45 million and $20 million guaranteed, like, bump it up to, like, four years, $60 million with 25 guaranteed. Like, I think the prices – are going to be ridiculous. Like, if you want... Yeah, well, I mean, we were surprised last year, and I think it'll be worse this year. I mean, Tracy Porter... The cap's going up. Yeah, Tracy Porter, who... Legend, God bless him. He got healthy. He got $5 million a year from the Bears to be a nickel yep. corner. To be a nickel corner. And he's okay. Like, that's... like Like... Gr- you know he's he's nice he he's a nice little player for if you, if you want you know like hey if the Saints had him this year as the third quarter or, or, or third corner or starting corner we'd have loved it but like that's the going rate like who's the corner for the Raiders that that Brandon Cooks just torched is it I want to oh say, Smith Smith yeah he got forty yeah. mil he got forty million four years four, ten million a year from the Raiders now I know it's not all guaranteed but I think he got like thirteen million guaranteed and that was last year so I just think like yeah Sean Smith yeah like like Melvin Ingram like and I brought I think Melvin Ingram and you're th- gonna think I'm crazy Andrew I think he's gonna get thirty five million guaranteed because he's coming off a year oh oh easily it easily could yeah because he's coming off eight and eleven sacks so like there's also what's gonna be interesting too is don't forget you know, you look at all these available players, it, you you think you know what, what free agency is like, 
but really we have no idea because a lot of these guys are going to get locked up and sign deals before the free agency period hits. So those guys will go off the market. And then you're going to see a bunch of guys cut mm-hmm. that you don't expect. You know, and we'll see some of them coming. And then some of them will surprise you. But um, it's kind of hard to predict at this point who becomes available. So when you look at those unrestricted free agents and you're kind of plotting out free agency and thinking, oh, I want the Saints to get him and him, you know, half these guys are going to sign before March 1st, you know, yeah. because teams are, are able to negotiate with their own players and they want to try to lock them up before they even get to free agency and they've got cap money to burn. So, you know, a lot of these guys are going to be off the market before the market even exists. And because they will retain their own players with huge contracts, it will force them to cut other guys on their team that have inflated contracts that aren't performing. Yeah, and that was an interesting thing. It's a cool site, Over the Cap. They do a really good job. Uh, they had articles, most likely players to be cut, and they did every position. Um, so there'll be like there'll be some guys that'll be cut that you'll be like, oh, you know, I think especially for the Saints, like if they want to go, I think they, I mean, I just, Andrew, I don't see, I don't think, I think, they're going to go in free agency, and I think they're going to do Leary at guard from Dallas. I think that's going to be a foregone conclusion. I think that's going to be the fr- – I, I, I'll make a wager. I think he's going to be the first guy they sign at guard, and I think they're going to either go corner or defensive end because I think the, – the thing is, is I think they realize that the way to go now is to throw bodies at your – biggest hole like last year for linebacker granted they didn't have as much money but they didn't just sign one guy they signed two or three and I think they're going to try to do that at defensive end you can call me crazy but that's my that's my theory like they're going to sign a couple in free agency and they're going to draft one or two and they're just going to throw bodies at it and see what shakes out am I is that is that mm-hmm. cr- is that crazy you think or I don't de- think that's crazy or defense if, if they wouldn't do it at defensive end where else would they do it would they do it at linebacker or would they do it at corner Maybe at corner, yeah. I mean, I, I think right now your only solid guy is Bro, and he's coming back from you – know, he came back from a broken leg, and you know he's he's just been really banged up. So uh, I I think corner is still like it's – you know as much as they've invested in that position in recent years with Browner and Keenan Lewis, like if both of those guys are already off the team and they've spent a lot of money on – um, you know, trying to get that position right, and it hasn't really worked out. So they've got to keep going to the well. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. But the thing is, like, a lot of these teams have cap. But the thing is, like, New England, they have a ton of cap. But they never, New England never spends money in free agency. Cincinnati never spends. Like, they'll have teams they just won't spend, and then they'll spend enough to get to the floor. But there are teams that, like, I don't see New England going in for a mega D. Like, they just, like, Bill Belichick, they just don't do that, you know? Like, New England's mm-hmm. not, not, not going to go and get a corner or Ingram at pass rusher and spend, 50, you know, $70 million. Just not. Um, so even though these teams, they have a lot of teams with all these capital, like San Francisco has a ton of capital. They're not going to spend it, you know? So even though you may think all these teams have capital, all these teams aren't going to spend. They're just not, you know. I mean, they'll spend enough to get to the floor, maybe, but mm-hmm. um, it's just, you know, 
certain teams just don't spend. So I think it, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting, and I, I, I cannot wait. So let's see. This is from Joe. Uh, you wake up in a zombie-infested building, Andrew. Which Saints player coach put you there, and who do you want help getting you out? Uh, do I have to pick a coach to help get me out? No. Which which player coach do you think if you just woke up if you were like drugged and you woke up, uh, mm-hmm. which Saints player or coach was more most likely to put you there, and which well Saints Darren Sharper obviously. <laughs> oh Darren, yeah. I mean that's that's the clear choice. Uh, who do you want help getting you out? Hmm. Well, I need a guy that's resourceful. You know, so IQ needs to be high. I need some MacGyver-esque ability. Craftiness. You know, to op- open, yeah, craftiness, op- opening hidden doors. Um, so it wouldn't be Stefan Anthony, I can promise you that. Um, Willie uh, Sneed? Willie Sneed's crafting. Yeah, thing. He's a, that's a good call. Yeah, Bill, William, the fourth. I think... This is a surprising move. His name, his name is so distinguished too. You know, William Sneed the fourth. Yeah, I, I like uh, my my pick would be uh, Sterling Moore. He's crafty and he's a fighter. Yeah, he's scrap. Yeah. He's scrappy. You know, I, I have to say, you know, he he's kind of an underrated Twitter follow. He is he, Sterling Moore. He's I, I kind of like him. I want him. I want him back. I want all the corners back. I want him to draft a corner. I want him to sign a bunch. I want him to bring like a dozen to camp, Andrew. And when half of them get injured, <laughs> you might end up better than this year, right? You like, absolutely. You know, and and the worst case scenario is you're cutting like a Kyle Wilson or you're, you know, like to me, like you cannot like if there's one thing I've learned in the NFL the last couple of years is like the way teams throw the ball and the way these little bitty corners get hurt. Like you can't have enough of them. Um, this is from mm-hmm. Brian, uh, Saints nation podcast. He has he, crazy, craziest inauguration controversy theory. Brian, this one is really, really simple. Donald Trump in his inauguration speech on Friday, does it in full perfect Russian <laughs> I mean that's that's it that's it man. He just does it in full perfect Russian and Red Dawn happens at like four o'clock in the afternoon for all you old people that know eighties movies. If you don't Google it and watch it on Netflix, it's awesome. Uh what would be your narcotic liquor combo of choice if Atlanta beats Green Bay? Uh for me I just bought a fifth of Angel's Envy a- Angel's Envy, one of the best bourbons there is. That would be my drink of choice, Andrew. If you had to watch Atlanta, uh, oh, Angel, Angel Dust, Angel, <laughs> Angel Dust. Uh, what quarterback should we draft this year, and how low round wise would you be willing to pull the trigger on? Uh, wait. So I have to name a quarterback in which round? Either or. If you don't have a, if you don't have a college. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I think. Um, I think you have to consider Deshaun, um, Deshaun Watson, if if he's available at eleven. I'm serious. I mean, um, I think Trubisky. I still think you know. Right now, people are on a high from him and and how he yeah, performed in the national title game. But I think once you get to the combine and once you get to evaluating these guys and the arm strength and the size, I, I think Trubisky will go back to being I don't the first like quarterback. Which, 
Uh, I'm not a big fan. I, 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 I don't know. think it's I don't think it's a good call, but I think NFL teams will convince themselves that he's the better prospect. Um, I, I, so I, if he falls to 11, I absolutely consider it. Those are the only two quarterbacks I think are going in the top 10. Here's the um, thing. So I, I think you go pass rusher. There's too many good ones. Yeah, I mean, here's the, here's the thing with, you know, my thing is if the Saints want to pick a quarterback in whatever round, it doesn't matter. Like, I agree with the Nick Nick Underhill's theory. Like, you got to have a quarter. Like, you, you, you need to think about the future. You got to try. They should have tried more. Uh, than just Grayson over the last couple of years. I, I agree with that. The thing is with the Saints is they have so few picks because they do so much trading. They don't have any excess picks to waste. But my thing is, like, if you pick, if you can pick a good player, like, you never go wrong picking a good player, you know? So if, if, I don't think Deshaun Watson, I mean, maybe, I mean, at first he was rated like, a num- the number one pick. Then I saw he's like middle first round. Now I see he's back up to the top 15. I mean, to me, if he, if say the Saints would pick like a pass rusher at eleven, say they picked Barnett from Tennessee, and like for some odd reason, Deshaun Watson fell, and they really liked him, and they wanted to trade back up to get him into the first round, like I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like, you know, he'd be. The thing is, though, Andrew, if they would pick Deshaun Watson, like say they picked him at eleven, or they traded up to get him, you create a shitstorm. Of splash reports all year long that are oh yeah just going to be because because then you have Drew Brees playing out the string and if the Saints are losing it's just chaos because then you have splash reports of Sean Payton leaving and Drew Brees leaving, so it's just chaos so part of me just I guess part of me Andrew wants to be selfish and I want the Saints to go all in and that doesn't involve Deshaun Watson even if he's good for the Drew Brees. I just want to go all in with the Drew Brees. And Sean Payton last year, and I don't want any of this splash reports. Is Drew Brees leaving? Is this and that? I just want to go push it all into the middle. And Deshaun Watson drafting Deshaun Watson. You don't do that. Like you're hedging your bet. You know. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I, I want a pass rusher. So um, you know, going back to the original question, I just don't know that I want the Saints to draft a quarterback. Because um, if you're not going to do it in the first round, then I just think the odds of landing a Dak Prescott in the fourth round or whatever, a guy of that quality, yeah. I mean, it's it's rare. You know, it's very rare that you find a quarterback after the first round that ends up being anything. And let's be real, everybody was wrong about Dak Prescott because if they were, if if, yeah. they knew, if they if they knew what he was, man, Cleveland would have picked him number one. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta winning the Super I asked people to say what would be worse than Atlanta winning the Super Bowl. Atlanta winning the Super Bowl would be worse than $4 a gallon gas. Uh, Disagree? A, no. A really, Alan says a really bad case of hemorrhoids after taco and tequila, Dis- tequila night at Poncho's Mexican Buffet. Ooh, that'd be bad. Dis- disagree? Uh, the feeling you get after gorging on a CC's Pizza Buffet. Ralph as a sober Disagree. Ralph as a sober companion. <laughs> uh, Sean Canfield as starting QB. Uh, Clem- Blake says Chlamydia. Chlamydia. Uh, Trump uh, winning the presidential election. Sorry, MP sixty one. That happened. Uh, going zero sixteen while Breeze is playing for the Falcons. Uh, that I don't know how. I don't know uh, how that would happen. Um, so let's get to the game. I guess, do you see Atlanta? 
Do you see Atlanta beating Green Bay before we get out of here? Do you see Atlanta beating Green Bay Sunday? Um, I think there's a chance they lose. Uh, I believe they will win. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think I don't think it. I don't think Green Bay's defense is even close enough to being able to stop them. Like Dallas moved yeah. the ball at will, and the thing is, I th- and, and, and the only and, chance is, is the only chance is Rogers going apeshit, and, and I, I think mean, just going I, nuts. And I, I mean, I know the Packers won, yes, uh, yesterday, but I feel like R- Rogers super hot streak. Like he cooled off a little bit. Like he threw, he had a he had a pick, he had a couple of missed throws. Like he he's not the total inferno that he was and he sort of cooled off and if if Rodgers is just like pretty good or even borderline great like that's not going to be enough I don't think you know yeah um unfortunately I felt like Dallas was more equipped to beat Atlanta first of all they would have had him at home um but secondly Ezekiel Elliott is so good and I feel like again You've got to be able to run the football on Atlanta to keep Vic Beasley and that pass rush on us because that's really the one thing defensively that they can do um, to kind of give their offense a chance to win the game for them. Yeah, and I just – I was I was secret – I mean, I was kind of rooting for Dallas like you yesterday. I was kind of – not like super hard or anything, but I was kind of watching. I was like, yeah. oh, maybe Dallas – can... I felt like that was a better path to Atlanta not winning the Super Bowl. You know, can – I mean, I I think and I don't let me look up the line real quick, um, but I I mean I I hate to say it, but I I think uh, I think Atlanta's gonna win, and I think um, I mean I, we're in agreement that like whatever it means, Tom Brady, Mike Tomlin, I mean not Mike McCarthy, I mean not, none of these guys I'm I'm huge fans of, but I mean it all costs it's it's whatever it takes for atlanta not to win atlanta's if brady a f- has to win another super bowl to make that happen so be it atlanta's a four and a half point favorite against yep. green bay and the thing is like if, if atlanta wins a super bowl then matt ryan becomes a made guy you know and then yeah i mean the the, the ha- other hope is that atlanta kind of implodes you know that they have a history of doing that yeah and it would be the last game in the georgia dome to implode i, I just I mean, the thing is, Matt has Matt has Matt Ryan had any really awful games this year? I don't, I can't think of it. He hasn't had awful games, but he did have a pick six and then the pick two against oh, Kansas, Kansas City, City, yeah. Which you know he was kind of he was like solely responsible for that <laughs> loss. Um, yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta losing would be delightful. I, the thing for me, Andrew, I guess the thing that worries me the most is. Atlanta seems really on the right track. Like they've had, they had a really good draft this past year, and they got Beasley, and they got mm-hmm. the kid. What's the kid? Dion, is it James or Jones from LSU? Uh, Dion Jones, yeah. He's and really, then they've got Neil the safety, and they don't even have their best corner. He Trufant tore a knee, so I mean, you know, I I think they're they're on the right road, and I see Carolina in decline. I really do. Like I think. I think there's a good chance that next year will be Ron Rivera's last year. Like I can see Carolina not rebounding and doing well, and they being gone with Ron Rivera. So I mean, so that's that's the frustrating thing. I think I think I think Atlanta is clearly the team in the NFC South that's 
on the upswing that's the best. And I, I think Dirk Carter is not that good of a coach for Tampa, so we'll see. Um, so do you, you think it'll be – so make me give me a Super Bowl prediction. Who's it going to be? Falcons. I'm going to say Falcons-Steelers. Falcons-Steelers. That would I be – I think the Steelers are going to surprise. I'm going to say it's going to be – it's going to be Atlanta, New England. So you'll have like the Matt Ryan from Boston College versus Tom Brady angle. Um, God, it, like New England and Atlanta, like that'd be a Super Bowl. Like I might just get blackout drunk and sleep through. Like Jesus, yeah. I mean, like yeah. is there is there, is there is there a possible? I couldn't think of a worse combination for a Super Bowl, Andrew, Atlanta, New England. Could you think of a worse, like a for a Saints fan? Like what would no. be? No, that is that is the worst possible scenario. Yeah, Kevin would probably it's be the a, worst. <laughs> for Kevin, it would probably be Atlanta, Pittsburgh. But I think for us, I think like it's just the worst. Like oh, God, oh, oh, there's no winning here. There's no winning either way. I mean, it's not like yeah, Falcon Steelers is is if it's better, it's negligible. <laughs> um, I mean, the Packers basically have to win out. I don't know. I I I, I think the pa- I think the Packers hot. Ch- I, I think Atlanta. I think unfortunately, Atla- it's going to be Atlanta, New England, and I think Atlanta is going to romp Green Bay. I think I think Aaron Rodgers' hot streak is done. And it's going to be Atlanta 42. Yeah, how long can he continue to support this uh, questionable roster on I think his it's, own? I think it's going to be like Atlanta, like 30, 30 – I'm going to say Atlanta 38 to 21. And it's going to be the it's going to be the worst kind of Sunday for Saints fans. It's going to be – not only is Atlanta going to win, but it's going to be a romp. And you're just going to have to sit on your – in your – Sit watching Atlanta fans have a complete fun in the second half as they're romping Green Bay, which is just the fucking yeah, worst. The, the thing, the thing is, you know, the Packers are banged up. Um, the Falcons, you know, besides Trufant and Julio Jones, who's kind of been, you know, nursing some stuff, they've been really healthy. In fact, they're the only team in the NFL that's had the same offensive line every game all season long. Um, so. You know, and they have a good offensive line, and you know they, they've been fortunate. Their little running back, you know, Devontae Freeman's been healthy, and Matt Ryan has been healthy. So uh, the Falcons have had a lot of luck when it comes to health this year. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with the Super Bowl. I mean, like when the Saints won the Super Bowl, they didn't have lucky health, Andrew, throughout the whole year, as people will tell. I mean, their secondary got beat to hell the last month, but they got healthy. And when they got to but the offensive, play- offensively, they were always healthy. Yeah. You know, so you need you. I mean, fans don't like you to talk about luck because they feel like it. When you say they're lucky, it's sort of they think you're giving their team a slight, but it's not. I mean, the Saints were lucky as hell to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they took advantage of it, but and I think in football more so than any of the other sports, like luck is a huge compartment, a, a huge piece of it, because you only play 16 games and the game's violent as hell, so. Health is just a huge chunk of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so we'll be next week. Remember, people, donate. We're, we're 48 donations away. You get Drunk History, the fun 
we can have this offseason if I'm getting drunk and Andrew is interviewing me about moments in Saints history. So go there, donate the $12. You're going to spend that much on coffee and drugs probably before lunch tomorrow. So go ahead and do it. So for Kevin, for Dave, for Andrew, until next week, the bar is closed. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.